They're two best friends that used to date But it's hard to fall in love when you're gay and straight Now they're living in the city and they're sharing space Drinking and twerking all over the place With Thomas and Kendall, the debauchery never ends They're probably drunk so there's no need to pretend I'm everybody's best friend Hey friends, it's Thomas and Kendall, and happy Halloween, motherfuckers! Welcome to a very spooky, spooky. edition of Everybody's Best Friend on this glorious Thursday. <laughs> okay, Dumbledore, <laughs> you better work. You better work, bitch. Um, I apologize for the booming club music that's happening outside of my apartment. It's has been going on for 48 hours now. Oh. I like woke up twerking. So terrifying. But yeah, we're gonna do a little spooky episode. Oh, <laughs> a little spooky episode because next week we're taking a week off because I'm ruining everything. And as previously mentioned, I will be in Minnesota. Which Minnesota. My, my friend who lives there just sent me a video that it like snowed 10 inches today so it's like maybe not 10 but like it was supposed to be three and it was way more than that and i'm not mentally prepared for that i don't even have a winter jacket so (laughs) what you gonna do without your winter jacket mary (laughs) (laughs) we're so deaf mary (laughs) no why would you do that mary (laughs) so it's gonna be it's gonna be blake any personal news before we dive in dive in oh (laughs) who did it better Me. me no real personal updates Period. Uh, you? Um, all I can say is I had an appointment to get a flu shot today at CVS. And I showed up and I was like, hi, I'm here for my flu shot appointment. And they were like, oh, we don't we don't have any more flu shots. And I was like, curious. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, we actually haven't had them for weeks. And I was like, and now why was I able to make an appointment online? All that to say, I stormed. No, I didn't storm out of there. I was very understanding because during these COVID times, these, as I like to these say. These is the COVID times. These is the COVID times. So I was very understanding. But I was like, oh, my fucking God, I'm about to die from the flu this year. But I did just make an appointment at my regular doctor. That was a really boring story and no one cares. No so one cares. <laughs> let's get into. Oh, my God. What? Oh, I forgot who I was dying for. But I remember now because yeah. I, didn't, I didn't write it in my handy dandy notebook. Oh. But I have it. I'll appear in the uh, noggin. Okay, we'll unleash that noggin. Well, bitch. you go first because I did Miss Octopussy last week. Oh my god, which I watched. I watched my octopus teacher. And it was beautiful. Deeply moving. Yeah, it was really, really quite stunning. I, I worry about the mentality of that man that all he did for like a year and a half was just like go to the same spot in the ocean every day. And oh <laughs> 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 because my roommates brought home a large bucket of Halloween candy. I'm staring at it right now. I should, you know, I was like, I'm going to eat healthy today. Like, all I ate today was a salad. And then I had, like, 15 pieces of miniature candy. So I actually almost just vomited. Please continue. Um, what were we talking about? My octopus teacher. Cecile, yes. I call her Cecile. That's not her name. I called her, um, wait, what did I call her? Just Octopussy. No, I gave her a name. I was like, she looks like a, like... Miriam? Leora. Something like that. 
Um, yeah, no. Oh, that's what I was going to say. When he cries at the end, he's like, I do miss her. He's I was like, like, of course oh. I miss her. And I was like, why don't you take all that time and maybe spend some time with your human son? No, now the son does do the diving with him. I know. Uh, it's amazing. I know, but how crazy that he was, he was able to find that same octopus every day. Well, they had and, a oh my God. bond. And when that... Sh- fucking shark comes and she comes out of the water and then she covers herself in shells and they still get her but then she hides on the shark's back beautiful work Camille no, you're beautiful telling me work. I was like scream crying watching it unbelievable if you guys still haven't watched it go check it out but who are you dying for I'm dying for Miss Leslie Jones yes because for those of you who remember I actually don't know if we talked about it on the podcast when Kendall and I were in our Willy Wonka grandparents in the bed phase of quarantine <laughs> where we just laid in bed next to each other and watched bad television on Netflix. We did watch Supermarket Sweep, which yes. is a huge show from my childhood. I would always watch it like when my mom was making dinner and I'd be like, those heinous Oxford sweatshirts. Let's fucking <laughs> go. Thought, the I thought I grew up watching it, but I was in fact picturing Guy's Grocery Games. Oh, but of show. course. But we did watch it during quarantine and it changed me for the better. And now Supermarket Sweep is back in 2020 and who is the host but none other than Queen Grand Dame Leslie Jones. <laughs> Madame de the, the Grand Bouche. <laughs> Real ones will know. <laughs> we have to get you dressed for dinner. The master won't wait for long. Okay, we have to clue you in. We did, a long story short, we did Beauty and the Beast in middle school, and this very, very, like, large emo kind of goth girl played the wardrobe, who's supposed to be this very effeminate, operatic. like, operatic singer, and, like, she kept getting notes to, like, be a little it's lighter. It's like, it's Madame de la Grande Bouche, like, every and line. without fail, this girl, every time, Belle would look at her and be like, who are you? And she'd go, Madame de la Grande Bouche. <laughs> and that's how she said every line. Not a day goes by... That lives rent motherfucking free in my head. Okay. Me too. Um, Leslie Jones is the host, and all I have to say about her hosting abilities is she ran onto the show for her first entrance going, <laughs> I <laughs> She's am hysterical. so obsessed with it. Yeah, we watched the first episode yesterday. It is, I mean, it's just everything I want more. It's, Talk about a show that we have to get on. competitive chaos. I oh. was born for it. Yeah. It's running around, for those of you who aren't familiar, you run around a supermarket and dump as much money's worth of product into your cart. Thomas <laughs> loves an obscure snack. Oh, Fruituo, my savior. Oh, God. Yuck. I hate flavored water. Ew. Uh, I won't even drink LaCroix. I said it. It's LaCroix. You no, uncultured swine. Well, it could be. I, that's what everyone thought it was. LaCroix. But yeah. everyone says LaCroix. McCoy's before boys. I've tried so many times to like it, and I hate it so much. Okay. Um, Anything else to say about Miss Leslie? She's perfect, and I'm so glad she's like in What's a, our favorite thing that she says hosting. in that SNL? You're gone! You're gone! Yeah, yeah. that's true. With Louis C.K. made that career, oh rest my in God. peace. Ripple. Yeah. No, not in peace. No, in... Just in turmoil. In turmoil. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say in disarray. That ginger dick. Yuck! Um, speaking of SNL, oh my God. Stop throwing up. <clears throat> no, there's a throw. Real ones also know that video. <laughs> Another week where we have actually lost our minds and can't stay on track. Yes. That video is from an interview with Orlando Brown, Brown. who played Eddie. And that's a Raven talking about how he and Raven used to do the shanky shanky, the sexy sexy on set. But instead of like describing sex, he just like mumbles mbop by whatever that band is. Because that's what he's doing. I thought he literally was just picking on a monopoeia. No. The song. It's a 90s song. But anyway, he's like, and she gave me that. And I gave her that. <laughs> What were we talking about? Um, 
Lucy K's Ginger Dick. Oh, SNL. This is not home yes. dying for. But I just have to say, as a lifelong believer, Justin Bieber was a musical guest on SNL this week. And he was so good. He sang Holy and Chance the Rapper came out. So we have no choice but to stand. And then he sang his new song, Lonely, which was the music whoa, video. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Thank you. You're welcome. Which is the music video that we talked about with little baby Jacob Tremblay. And it was like, it was fine. The music video was fine. I wanted to see Jacob Tremblay doing like the full Justin Bieber dance move like circa 2007. Usher, yeah. Instead, it was like a very emo moment, but we still have to stand. Yeah, we have no choice. Um, who are you dying for? Anyway, uh, ugh, Leslie Jones is amazing. She deserves the world. Back to you, Bob. Yeah, we love her so much. I am dying for Heidi Shrek this week. Oh, bitch. Oh my god. so good. Okay, I need to devote a full episode to this. There is a show that was on Broadway last year called What the Constitution Means to Me, which was like this one woman, and there's a couple other people in it, but it's like practically a one woman show, written by and starring this woman, Heidi Shrek. It, I actually didn't get to see it when it was on Broadway last year, so I'm so excited that now it's on Amazon Prime. It was filmed and now it's streaming on Prime. It is required viewing for everyone. She grew up doing these debates about the Constitution to win scholarship money to go to school. So it's all about like her personal relationship with the Constitution. It as a, as she says, a living, breathing document. And oh my God, it's just like I was sobbing. I was laughing. She is a genius. Yeah. Seriously, everyone go watch it. It's on Amazon Prime. It's like less than two hours. I was like jaw dropped just Sobbing. staring at the screen just like so enamored by her is that the right yes word? and it was the for those of you who have watched it's this it's the moment where she like stops playing her 15 year old self and then oh, like switches takes, into herself she takes off her like blazer and she's like i'm just gonna be me like 40 year old me now if that's okay and just goes into kind of like ways growing up she realized that like this document that she worshipped so much when she was younger like was not written for her was not written for her as a woman and it was just so unbelievable and she's like crying the whole time and she's just it's it's really phenomenal it is so 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 good please go watch it I require all of you to watch it don't you dare come back next week without watching it well and we have a week off so you have two weeks to watch it that is 14 days but with that Let's get into Have You Seen, Have You Heard, yes. Have You Watched, speaking of Broadway, the Tony nominations came out last Thursday. Yep. It's, you know, it's really, I won't bore everyone, but with my thoughts on the matter, it's absolutely bizarre that they're happening. It's yep. like a little, it was like a very like fun, exciting day, I guess, to like see that and like feel some sense of normalcy, but and for like some of the people nominated who yeah. I've I loved, like Robin Herder for me, yes. seeing oh her God, reaction so to getting nominated, I was so excited and like it's just very very strange that it's happening, but you know it's a tough time. One of the shows I worked on is nominated for a yes, few though. So Kendall is well, a Tony Award God, nominated no, publicist. Not what I was going to say. We're talking about myself. Because I'm nominated for a Tony no, Award. No, I'm not. But one of the shows that I worked on, Betrayal, highlight of my career, is nominated for four. Love. So, like, that was exciting. And, like, I was like, woo, yay. Usually that would be, like, a really exciting thing. But I was like, oh, but I'm still unemployed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, your predictions for any of the winners? Do you want who I want to win or who I think's going to win? Just do, like, the biggest category. So I'm going to go on a limb here. No, say who's going to win. And say that Aaron Tveit's going to win Best Actor because <laughs> he's the only one nominated. He was the only one nominated in his category, but I will say 
that he does not win by default. Correct. He has to get 60% of the voters to vote for him. But, like, if you were... I know. What a travesty that will be if he loses. He won't. Can you imagine one of the Tony voters being like, Aaron DeVate or nobody? I'll cast my back ballot for nobody. You would not... Those There are some crotchety old people, so there I would is. not put it past them. Oh, my God. Well, that, He probably would have been nominated, like, in a regular season, though, because that's the thing, like... And I'm going... I'm speaking very... PC about this because of my position in the industry, yep. so to speak. But like, it's it became a little bit of a fucking free for all. A lot of those people would not have been nominated 100%. under normal circumstances. So it's just like there was this LA Times article written by Charles McNulty, who is the theater critic for them, and it was like everyone who wins a Tony this year will have like an asterisk next to it on their resume because it's just like such a weird thing. Yeah. And and the season's so small because not all the shows were eligible and like... Yeah. It's really tough. But really quick. Bang me through. Let's go each... Oh. I would happily... Yeah. Beat me daddy H to the bar. Hello. Don't forget that one. Okay, let's start. Best musical. Jag a Little Pill Jag, will win. Jag a Little Pill will absolutely win. Which like there was a chance it was going to win regularly the original musicals this year i mean not original musicals because none of them are original that's what i was gonna say the jukebox every musical is like a jukebox musical so it's a it's a weird year jack little pill will win best musical i really want elizabeth stanley to win best actress i don't think she will she won't it'll be um she's nominated for best actress Mm -hmm. oh it'll be adrian warren Warren, for tina Best Featured Actress will be Lauren Patton. I, oh, I really want it to be Robin Herter. I know. I love that she got nominated, but it's not going to be her. No, it's going to be Lauren, 100%. Yeah. I think Jag, it's going to be the Jagabilla Pill Awards. Yeah, because everything else is <clears throat> trash. Um, yeah. Best Survival of a Play, Betrayal. Better. Best Actor in a Play, Tom Hiddleston I for Betrayal. Well, you know I'm really pulling for our daddy, Andrew Burnout from Inheritance. I know. Toby Darling. I know. He was so good. I felt like the inheritance was a little gypped. Only like two or three well, of them, including the old woman in one scene, no, I was cannot, nominated for I a Tony cannot, Award. And I'm so salty because she got nominated over. Well, actually, no, because I guess Zowie would have been lead actress over our lead in Betrayal. Didn't get nominated. I'm like, and that bitch fucking got nominated for being on stage for five minutes. I don't, she was not even. I, she, like, she's not that memorable. I don't remember her scene at all. No, she was 85 and she like couldn't remember her line. She's like, I buried my son in this garden. I'm like, okay, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, The Inheritance, they did get 11 nominations, which is a lot. That's a lot. Oh, but also, but the most exciting wise, thing, all, yeah. All those men, they nominated a Yeah, weird... What's-His-Face, who played Eric, should have been nominated. Yeah, I don't know his name, unfortunately. Paul Hilton got nominated, thank God, yeah. with that glorious monologue. John Benjamin Hickey, yep, sure who I also work with, but on a different show. But kudos to him. Yeah, kudos. Um, And then last thing I was going to say. Oh, Slave Play, mm-hmm. which was one of our shows within The Office, was... One of the best things I've ever seen in my I know, entire I'm so life. I'm pissed I missed it. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. And it made history as the most nominated play ever. I got 12 nominations. That's unreal. Oh my god, it's so, Jeremy so, O'Harris, so daddy. Obsessed with Jeremy. Me too. Someone tweeted like, I cannot believe that I missed Slave Play. And he was like, if we win, I'll leak the bootleg. <laughs> so Huge it may be coming up. Never forget my favorite tweet of his, which you obviously know, during the Ansel Elgort <laughs> yes. scandal of who is playing Tony in the West Side movie. Somebody tweeted, just replace him with Isaac Cole Powell. And then Jeremy O'Hara's like quote tweeted it and was like, what I whisper to God every night as I lay in bed next to my sleeping boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Literally same. Just replace it with Isaac Cole Powell, my yeah. literal daddy. Dad. Um, anyway, 
a lot of you aren't theater people, so that's the thought on that. Moving merrily along. Abbreviated season, but, you know, well, I celebrate that. Yeah, whatever. All right, next on the list, would you like to say one of the things, or? I'll go. Well, let's dive right into Dancing with the Stars Corner, our favorite update of the week. Yes. This so, week was? Yeah, this was last, because now we're caught up. Yeah, now we're caught up. So this was literally last night's episode. Yes. I'm still Team Neve all the way. He is unmatched. He is completely unmatched. That silly jazz combo with the Calypso. I said, bitch, you better work. Because I'll say, you know, as much as I'm obsessed with Caitlin Bristow, Mm -hmm. she started really, really strong and has sort of been at the same level. Totally. She was like, we talked about it last night. She was doing a great job, but was just kind of like marking. Yeah, she got all nines. Carrie Ann and Abba did point out. Yeah, she got all nines, but like she could do a lot better. Meanwhile, Neve is just skyrocketing to winning that mirror ball. It's his baby. Oh, Obsessed with poor him. Sky Jackson forgot oh, half her dance. She's done that a couple times now. The fear in her face. I know, it's so palpable. It's really frightening. Those eyes just, the light leaves them a light little bit. Light is on, no one yeah, is home. Yeah, Hondo P. And then, I mean, there's not much to say because the show is kind of a mess, but we say it every week. Please, for the love of God, someone check on Tyra Banks. Also, what hateful person is dressing that poor woman? Oh my God. First of all, the costume and the wig changes are heinous. You should only do a costume change if it's going to elevate the look you had on previously. Yes. She went from a zero to a negative one. <laughs> it's like, what's the point? She was in this horrible, like, maroon parachute pant jumpsuit with little gold armor over it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden she changed into another armor-esque gown that, like, didn't <sighs> fit her with, like, a lopsided blonde wig. No. I'm like, Tyra. And just every time she opens her mouth, I'm like, shut up. Uh, she's not adding anything to the show. She's actively ruining the show. She's ruining the program. We say it every week. It feels like heresy for me to be talking this way about her. Because I know. growing up, I she lives so many top model episodes. Ugh. The entire manuscript lives run free in my brain. But this bit, so she good. will not shut her fucking no. mouth. Poor. And not in like a, I feel very like, not like a feminist saying that. It has nothing to do with like her being a woman needing to shut up. Okay, so no one fucking come for me. It's just like she... She's just terrible. It's not Everything about, she, she can't says, seem to accept that it's not about her. Yes. And it's really painful to watch. But the best part of the episode last night, Chriselle, talk about improvement. Chriselle Staus has really improved. And she did a contemporary dance Which last night. I was night. ready for a dumpster fire. We were ready for to crash and burn. But she dedicated it to her parents, who both of them died within the last year, both from lung cancer. Really, really sad. She dedicated it to them. And it was a beautiful dance. It was. Her, beautiful tribute. You know, her biscuits were not pointed. No, they were but not. it was really beautiful. And then Derek Huff took the stage, which nobody asked for, but we celebrate it. <laughs> but again... I hate him so much. So do I. I'm just like, oh God, get... Just like... You want me to come jack you off, Derek Huff? Like, <laughs> like is that what you need? Like, <laughs> enough. Enough. And also, I'll say it. I said it last night and I'll say it again. That was not a live dance. It was pre-recorded and sped up. You want to know why I, why I know that? Because it was just too fast to be humanly possible. The sped up and part B, makes me laugh every time. They were like, all right, he's got to get changed and run back to the judging panel. And two minutes later, he was not covered in sweat in the same suit he was wearing, looking completely unfazed. I was like, he did not change that quickly back into this three-piece hideous blue suit. No, I'll say I agree with you that it was probably pre-recorded, but I don't think it was sped up. I think we have just been watching so much bad ballroom dancing from these people that like we forgot that what actual professional ballroom totally. dancing looks like. And also, anyway, enough, episode, no one cares. I know. All episode tired just kept being like, it is so hot, it is so steamy, so red hot, sexy, sexy. Derek's gonna take the stage with his love, Derek, so sexy. I was like, she's so annoying. Relax. Okay, but 
the recap that we are all waiting for, The Bachelorette. So I'm very upset because we are like a week behind. So we are recapping. Episode one. Episode one. Episode two airs tonight. tonight. I mean, I don't even know where to begin. I'll, I'll start. Okay. I, I think I think Claire is a waste of airtime. She like, is. She brings nothing to the table. Her dress was heinous. Oh, that dress. Sick. Someone made a. Sick. 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 Someone made a side by side of her dress with those bags from Limited 2 that were like the crochet with the yes. giant sequins. Oh my God. That is exactly what it looked like. Yes. Hundred. She looked horrible. And I don't find any of the boys interesting. This is what I said to Kendall about The Bachelor versus The Bachelorette. I tend to enjoy watching. I like The Bachelorette more in theory because I like the idea of a bunch of men fighting over one woman than vice versa. However, the men are always so uninteresting. Oh my god. Well, and All of these guys are such fucking duds. They're so dramatic and annoying. Like the preview for this week, Claire like walks into the cocktail party and is like, hello, does anyone want to speak to me? Because like they're all too busy talking. And Hannah Brown had to do that multiple times on her season too. They all just are like too busy sucking each other's dicks Literally. and like comparing penis size yep. to focus on The Bachelorette. I agree. I do not like Claire. I knew going into this season that I was not going to like her. So yep. I'm just waiting for the one-two switch with Taysha. Taysh, Taysh, Taysh. Um, but here's my question is like from a viewer's, from like a strategic standpoint of announcing that it was going to be Taysha. Well, are they wait- didn't announce it. How do we know? They have never announced that it's Tasha. Everyone just knows. Like everyone in Bachelor Nation knows. Oh, I thought everything. there was an announcement. No, there has been oh, no bitch. formal announcement. Oh well, then never mind. Because I was gonna say we're all fucking just like waiting through this boring bitches episode to get to the good shit, which is Tasha to come save the day. Yeah, no, nothing has been announced by ABC, but like just everyone knows because Bachelor fans, myself included, are like the craziest sleuths out there. Yeah. So we're waiting for Tasha. And the previews are making it look like Claire is there a lot longer than I thought she was. It looks like we're going to have to endure like three or four weeks of her bullshit. Which neither do I. But yeah, the men, boring. I couldn't tell you any of their names except Hot Dale. And Blake Moynes because they had his last name for some reason. Blake Moynes. But I don't even remember which one he was. Didn't he kiss her? He was with the beard? Oh, yes. Okay, so here's the other thing that's a little fishy. Very fish fish. Because she sat him down and was like, you were the only person who reached out to me in quarantine, blah, blah, blah. She's lying through her teeth. We know that she and Dale were talking the entire time. The second that Dale came out of the limo, they played the fucking orchestra music. We knew. And as soon as they were done talking, she said, I knew it. Like what? You knew what? They're, you've never seen. You've never they're, they're, t- spoken to this man before. Like, they're also not covering it up. No, well. they were like they're talking hey like you. old friends. They're like, hey, she's like, so good to see you. I'm like, bitch. No, and he's hot. His ears are a little tiny though. Yeah, small, small ears. <laughs> no, but he's he the, looks like that he's uh, the hottest fish one. from Shark Tales. Yes, exactly. We'll put that on the feed. He's, I mean, he's hot and he seems nice. He's the classic failed football player that ends up on The Bachelorette. There's like seven of them this season, which is like. Too much testosterone. I know. (laughs) Your MO. Really? Well, you don't want a failed one, though. But I also Um, think, I I found it very funny when she sat down Blake Moynes, because I thought she was going to be like, you spoke to me, and so I have to send you home. But instead (laughs) she was like, you broke the rules and you risked everything, and I'm making that public on live TV in front of the producers, and now that I've done that, give me a little kiss. Yeah. It's just like, she's... She sucks. She's so annoying, and like... I don't want to root for her, so therefore I don't care what happens no, same. Season. I don't really care either. I am just, just so excited for Tasha. But I, I already feel bad for Tasha because like the guys are gonna be so pissed. 
But hopefully once they see that it's like hot young Tasha, They'll be like, fuck yes. As my roommate Matt says, Tasha is like in the top three most attractive people I've ever seen. So it's very true. They'll probably be very His girlfriend Jamie and me. (laughs) (laughs) But they'll probably actually be happy because she's like hot and young. Because like boys are going to leave. Boys have already left. Well, so here's what's going to happen. Again, ABC has not confirmed any of this. This is all what like the blogs and Reality Steve are saying. So... They had cast Claire's season, and then they announced her so late that they cast a bunch of the guys yes. before she was announced. Then she was announced, and she's 39. Not that there's anything wrong with being single and 39, but The Bachelor has gotten so young that the average age of contestants is, like, 25. 20, yeah, 20, 25, 26. So a 25-year-old man who, like, wants kids, but, like, not the second they get engaged with, like, a 40-year-old woman. Right. A lot of people dropped out or they were taken out of the running. So then they recast it. And now it's, like, a, a sort of slightly older skewing group. There are some people who are in their late 30s, but still a lot of people in their late 20s. Yeah. But I heard that when Tasha is announced, some people leave and they bring in some of the guys who had originally been cast, but then were got the boot when it was announced that it was Claire. Oh, so, so, so it's, like, confusing. it's going to be a disaster. But like we said, and we have heard, this all had to have been planned since day one. 100%. Like, because it's so boring. They're, oh my God, they keep on saying they're at a luxury resort. They're at a La Quinta. Yeah. <laughs> I refuse they're to They're at act- a literal no, motel. I refuse to believe that that is a bougie institution. That is the hotel you see once every 100 miles when playing the alphabet game with your family. And it secures you the, the Q. Okay? And it is nothing more than that. It is nothing of the sort. And I will, at, I refuse. La Quinta? No, I refuse to act like they're at some luxury resort that is like a step down from like a Marriott Wyndham Suites okay an Omni okay below (laughs) below grade oh god everything about it is trash but we're so excited but it's like it's it's a big commitment it's like a full-time job watching The Bachelorette it's it's a lot I know that being said shout out to the man who was in the straight jacket the entire evening (laughs) do we know your name no no but I never I'm always like oh I hate everyone and then like five weeks in is when I actually start to like people right but, you know, it was kind of a boring first episode. They're really going to drag out this Claire thing for a while. And Chris looks Oh, my horrible. God. Chris Harrison looks terrible. All of these TV hosts, these old white men, have been around for far too long. Chris Harrison looks scrawny and gross. I remember I was watching America's Got Talent with my mom and little brother in quarantine. Simon Cowell has been replaced with a body double, like, three times in his life. <laughs> he looks different but the same but really scary he looks like a he's got a lot of work done chicken. i think his veneers now oh my he's god like, terrible he's lost so much weight and he looks terrible and then i was just watching amazing race with my mom and little brother because i went home to connecticut and voted last woo! week woo-hoo! i just filled out my absentee and dropped it off in person but had to do it um and phil whatever his name is i think his name is phil the host of the amazing race Terrible. Enough of these white men replace Can them you imagine all. if leslie jones hosted the bachelorette oh my god i would or, need it she'd be like Claire, bitch, you going crazy. What are you doing? <laughs> well, I feel like, so Chris Harrison, it is confirmed that he left like mid-season to bring his son back to college and it was in a quarantine state. Oh, so then he had to quarantine for two weeks. So Jojo Fletcher, former bachelorette, takes over for a couple Not weeks. Not to be confused with Jojo Siwa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the perfect segue to take, take us into, that was our bachelor recap. Thank you. You're welcome. Next. Yes. Zoe 101. Mm-hmm. Jamie Lynn Spears just announced on her Instagram. It's extremely unclear what it is, but there is some sort of Zoe 101 reunion featuring her, 
Logan, Chase, Quinn, but then like Noah Beck and Jojo Siwa. Yeah. And also Gigi Gorgeous, who is like way more legit than all these fucking people. Dixie D'Amelio. It's very confusing. Loose. But I'm here for me. it. I'm absolutely here for oh, it. No. Oh my god, I love Zoe 101. As do you. Remember, you pretended you were on the show. I sure did. Name my dog after that bitch. May you rest, Zoe. Oh, was it after Zoe 101? Yeah. Isn't that embarrassing? But wow. that tracks. Um, I know. I'm a little against Jamie Lynn right now because hashtag free Britney. What's going on? I thought she was freed. Britney? Yeah, I thought she like got the negotiation that she wanted like literally last week, a couple days ago. She did? Maybe I made that up. Maybe you did. But what, she Jamie don't doesn't have anything to do with well, that. It's the, the abusive father. Well, talk to your daddy, Jamie Lynn. While we're doing a Zoe 101 reboot, we need to be free in Britney. I know, that's true, but I'm living for the Zoe 101 reboot. I need it. That show is everything. Yeah. Have you seen Paul Butcher on TikTok? Who yes. played Dustin? Uh, yes. Okay, what the fuck is going on there? There's this extremely triggering video yep. where it's like him doing a point of view thing and, and it's like, you must be the boy who watches Disney movies with my daughter all night. And, like, the joke is supposed to be that he's a Nickelodeon star. Yeah. But instead, it, like, pans to his pockets and he has, like, zip ties, handcuffs, and magnum condoms. And it's like, Dustin. Dustin. What you trying to do? I remember when you got your hands stuck in that blitz machine. Yuck! (laughs) Also, Paul Butcher. Magnums. You wouldn't fool no one with that little skinny dick. Yuck! <laughs> yeah, no. That Pacific Coast Academy rod. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, rod, I can't. Um, let me refer to my notes. Okay, wait. Do you listen to Call Her Daddy? Uh, like, I listened a little to bit. one episode while I was running and I literally had to turn it off. I found her so irritating. You know, I will say, I'm glad that you brought this up because... Not to make this about me, even though I make everything about, about me. me. Like, everyone assumes that I am in the daddy gang because it's all, it's very like, fits it's your very, vibe. like, fits my vibe. Yeah. I also cannot stand her. Like, the entire show is just about being mean to guys. She- and it's like, that has never been my strategy. That no. has never been, like, that has never been my speed. But it, it's all about fucking with guys and she has this like 10 minute youtube video about like turning on red receipts and then turning them off and back on back off the texts you send over a weekend like she's like that's crazy motherfucking shit that is why girls get a bad rep that's like why we are called crazy i do not there are some things that she does that i think are funny but i do not fuck with alex cooper or Sophia, but I did want to watch because Sophia just dropped her own podcast oh. called Sophia with an F because I don't know if you followed all of the drama. Uh-uh. <laughs> Why did you just do that with your lip? My, my lip got dry and got stuck to my teeth. Uh-uh. How did you miss that? I, I well, won't go I into it. I don't really... I it was like huge drama. Though. They, the girls broke up. Oh, great. There was all of this drama. Alex ended up with the podcast. Sophia was dating this guy they called Suitman, who was, like, big at HBO. He was trying to negotiate them a better deal. They got in a huge fight with Barstool. Sophia left. Alex ended up with the podcast doing it by herself, and it blew the fuck up. But Sophia finally just launched her own. Oh, my God. Pick up. Oh, my God. Wow. Sorry about that. Um, so much has changed, <laughs> you guys. I hate to be that bitch who's like, wow, I have really exciting news that I can't share, but... You have really exciting news that you cannot share. <laughs> we 
And by we, I mean I. Yeah, nothing is going right for me. Kendall, back to you. (laughs) We just had to stop recording for an entire day because I just got a truly life-altering phone call. Um, So more on that (laughs) on a later date. At a later date, my brain actually no longer works, but things are happening, people. It's it's major. It's major. We'll wow. talk about it soon. We will. It's very exciting for Miss Bendy. But anyways, the good news about our, you know, 24-hour hiatus is we got to watch The Bachelorette last night. And, That's true. And boy, do we. Kendall was, of course, fending phone calls left and right from loved ones about her gorgeous, life-altering news that we cannot disclose at this current moment. So she wasn't really paying attention. I, however, was paying close attention to the yeah, foolery like, that is The Bachelorette this season. I was, like, half paying attention. So I can comment on a little bit. We left off talking about Call Her Daddy, but no one cares. So yeah. let's just get right into... Do we, we already recapped... Two weeks ago, back yep. sort right. Okay. So we'll just quickly touch. We got on into this. last night. Um, everyone was naked, which I felt was unnecessary. I hate her Me so too. much. I think she's so stupid. We have to talk about that poor date she took. What's his name? I, I don't know anyone's and name other yet. than one, two, three. Blake, Blake Moines. Moines. <laughs> <laughs> Blake Moines, who really was fucking going off the rails I know. this week. Everyone squared up against Blake Moines. I know. Okay, well, we'll get back to of course, Daddy Blake Moines, but. <laughs> She took one of the motherfuckers who all look the same. They all look like boring pilot Pete, honestly. Like, oh, to God, an extent. seriously. But she made this man, like, sit with her in, like, a rock quarry and write down all the horrible oh, well, things <laughs> people have said about him. So he was like, I'm ugly. I'm too much. I'm manipulative. I can't love. And she was just like, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then she, like, took out her dress that she wore on the finale of Juan Pablo's season and burnt it in front of him. She's like, I don't need this anymore. The whole thing was an excuse for her to just like kneel, fucking kneel, not kneel, lean into this whole like, I defied (laughs) Juan Pablo thing. Yeah. And it's just like, get over, so this poor man is like traumatized. He's like, I'm so scared. I I don't like to open up like this and I don't even know this girl. And she was like, should we start by taking a deep breath or scream at the top of our lungs? I was like, are we about to do a Meisner repetition? What are we doing? No. And was that the same guy that she was talking about Oh, no, that was someone else. That She said she never went to prom because that's all over the internet today. Apparently to one of the guys, she was like, I never had a prom. I never got no to do that. No one No. And now today all of her prom photos are all over Instagram. People are like, I took your ass to prom, <laughs> bitch. Like, she is so annoying. She is so fucking annoying. And also, the first group date of the week, she took all the boys out and, like, no one jumped up to hang out with her. So she was like, okay, awkward pause. And then Bennett takes her away to some, like, windmill. And tries to hang out with her. And she goes, Bennett, I'm so distracted by the fact that none of those guys stood up for me. Can you give me a moment? And for, I will say, about 30 minutes, left left Bennett's ass in the windmill. and went back to all the boys. And she was like, I'm sorry. Do none of you want to hang out with me? I was like, you're the most annoying human being on planet Earth. unhinged. And then, yeah, the naked dodgeball date in which everyone took their dick out. I was like, what is happening at the La Quinta? The La Quinta is going rogue, Mary. (laughs) And and that's the one thing to keep in mind. All of these dates are happening at the fucking La Quinta. They're, like, on the tennis court. A glorified motel. it's horrifying. They're diving into, like, a four-foot-only pool that's, like, hasn't (laughs) been cleaned in decades. I'm like, La Quinta... Oh my god, but they're trying to drag this out for so long. I think she finally leaves next week. Thank god. I don't know, but... Sick, sick, (laughs) Every single time she talks to Dale, I'm like, let's wrap it up. But she's unhinged. She's so insane. Apparently she's been spotted 
like nowadays, nowadays, not in the olden days, she's been spotted with a diamond ring, but she was just like, I bought it for myself. It's like, did you? Because I just can't, like... It's all just such a fucking act with her. It is. There's nothing genuine about her, and her whole platform is like, I'm so strong and genuine. I'm like, there is nothing real about you. No, and she loves to play the victim card, like, everything. And she's always like... So sorry. I'm not... I might not be the smartest girl in the room. Correct. Or the skinniest girl in the room. Hondo Pate. Yeah, but it's like, you're the only girl in the room, <laughs> yes. Claire. Like, these men are here for you. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's a weirdo. And then, like, the fu- some guy was like, yeah, I mean, I don't really know you, but yes, I'm excited to get this. to know you. And she goes, excuse me? You don't know anything about me? And she fucking sent Send his home. ass home. Because he wasn't being fake. He wasn't like, I'm not a fan of yours, but I think you're really beautiful and think you're cool and I want to, like... Get to know you and better. she was like, that's just too surface level. You just came here based on my looks. I've been in relationships like that before. If I was the bachelorette, which one day I will be, yep. I would much prefer men who didn't know anything about me. Coming in, like, and to then get to know me as thing. opposed yeah. to being, like, fans well, and, now, like, coming after my fame. Yeah, and the Bachelor franchise is now all just, like, thirst monsters trying to sell sugar bear hair gummies for the rest of their lives. So it's, Literally, like, period. if someone comes in and is like, listen, I took a risk, I don't really know much about you, like, let's see where this goes, I'd be like, yes, I love that. But instead she was like, excuse me? Ugh. Oh, my God, okay, but back to our daddy, Blake Moynes. So yes. for those of you who don't watch, at the Naked Dodgeball, he was on the losing team, which meant he walked home completely naked, holding his dick the the entire entire time. time. But she didn't... So they played strip dodgeball, and they all ended up in, like, jock straps. But then the men, on their own got naked. She wasn't like, now whip those dicks out. Like, she had seen enough of their... Whip those dicks in. Give me a taste. I was like, she already saw their gaping assholes in the assless jockstraps they were all bending over and playing dodgeball with. We saw everyone's asshole. She could probably see what they had for lunch earlier (laughs) the day at the La Quinta Buffet. (laughs) (laughs) For guests only. Complimentary, of course. So, I... They all took their dicks out on their own. Yeah. And then, yeah, he held... He walked home head hanging, dick hanging, dick in hand, just like, so sad. And then was like, I can't believe, he was the one who was like, he had like she a made s- us got naked or? She made what? us got naked. <laughs> because my brain isn't working, I'm thinking about way too many things. Um, Who was he, that? He was the one who was like, it, it, naked aside, he was like, I'm going to go on a date with her and not spend any time with her. That is unacceptable because he's on the losing team. So what does he do? He gets dressed, combs that beard downward and like crashes the group oh, date. Oh, so that's why they squared up. Yes. Oh, because, yeah. So a lot of times whenever there's a competition-based group date, the losing team gets sent home and the winners get to spend the rest of the night with Claire. I didn't realize that that's why he marched home dick in hand to put his dick in his pants and then just crash the rest of the day. Yes. Oh, yeah. so, so that then all the motherfuckers came out and they were like, go. Like, like, we all lost. We're all supposed to be at home. That's the thing. Usually. No, all the guys on the date came out and they were like, you are taking time away from us. Oh. We won. Yeah, you weren't watching, Mary. I'll take this no, one. No, I'm sorry. I was so distracted. So all, so like he came and like one of the guys was sitting with her and he's like, can I have a minute? And he was like, didn't you lose? And Claire was like, it's okay. It's okay. I'll deal with this. So then he went home. All the boys were like, let's go square the fuck up. And they were like, Blake, this isn't fair. You lost, dude. Like, you gotta go home. Like, yeah. all, like, kill the witch. And then Claire was like, can you guys give me a second with Blake Moines? And instantly they were all like, absolutely, absolutely, Claire. Hey, Blake, enjoy your time. Uh, we'll be inside whenever you're ready. Uh, take as much time as you need. But then he tried to kiss her and she really swerved Oh, she so swerved hard. him. Why? I saw the swerve, but why did she swerve? Because he, like, wasn't supposed to be there. 
Uh, he like went to kiss her and she's like, you can't do that right now. And then he like really spiraled. I think Blake Moines is insane. Yeah. But then she pulled him aside before the rose ceremony and was like, you broke the rules for me yet again. And I got to tell you how much that means to me. She does not have an accent. You love to do that every time you impersonate her. I know. <laughs> you are right. Whatever. She was like, y'all She's from under- San Francisco. <laughs> y'all don't understand what that means to me. Um, and he walked in with a rose and everyone was like, what in the fresh Oh, she gave him a on? rose? Kendall. Yes. I had a life-changing event yesterday. Yeah, she gave him I a rose distracted. before the rose ceremony. Because some guy was like, can I grab you first? She goes, actually, go fuck yourself. Blake, can I see you? And took him outside, gave him a rose before the rose ceremony. That hasn't happened yet. Because we have to let the big snafu, oldest bachelorette in history, sick, 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 happen. Yes. Sick, sick, sick. sick. Bring out Tasha. We need it. We yeah. need Tasha. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch because I was really only half watching. But I'm so glad that we got to recap well. that for you. Now we're caught up, but then we'll, we're going to be way behind because, again, we are... Not recording next week. A really quick vow update for everybody listening. This will literally just be one sentence. Why is the vow getting bad? Loser on <laughs> loser crime. It started off so strong and in the middle I'm just like, you guys, I'm I'm really losing steam. So hopefully the finale's good, but I'm kind of like really I really was so gung ho about it and now I'm like kind of losing it. Oh my god, speaking of um the vow, when I was at home in Connecticut, I watched American Murder, The Family Next Door. Oh, yeah. You talked to me about this. Chris and Shanann Watts. Oh, my God. Shanann? Yeah, Shanann. Tragic. Horrible. Well, she was murdered, so may she. For the best. But it's (laughs) terrible. I'm just kidding. With a name like Shanann, better off dead. That's a name only a tombstone can love. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway, it's about just like this evil, murderous man. And it was spooky ukiyuki. Great segue. Everyone go watch a great segue into our spooky ookie ookie main event. We're getting spooky. We're getting ookie. We're getting kooky. We're getting crazy. We're just going to dedicate this whole episode to our devout love for All Hallows Eve. See, I will actually say something controversial. Yet brave. I don't really give a fuck about Halloween. Like, well, then you can see yourself out, and I'll take the segment my Like, I love spooky season. I love yeah. fall. I love fall decor. I, I love, love to watch all of the um, Halloween movies, yeah. which we'll get into. Sacrifice I love Halloween candy. Lamb, cast like, a spell. My entire mm-hmm. family is from Salem. It's in my blood. But, like, the dressing up for Halloween as an adult, it's just, like, that just ain't it for me. Okay, I can kind of get behind that. I think I like spooky season more than I like Halloween proper. However, for Halloween, boy, do we have a surprise prepared for y'all. <laughs> I hope y'all are ready. I, I um, hope we're ready. We still have to get the costumes and the wigs. I know. we have. That's some... right. Wigs, Mary. <laughs> we have time. We have time. Um, so let's kick things off. So we're just going to talk about spooky season for a little bit. So, like... Should we start by... Let's start by ranking... The best Halloween candy. Oh, sure. What is like so in your ta- top five? You'd get home from trick or treating, you dump, dump out, out that, that pillow heavy case. pillowcase, yeah, and you sort it out yes. on your living room floor. What do you hope you have the most? Am I of? doing myself now with my heavy sack, or myself <laughs> as a young child with my heavy sack? Do like both. Okay. I think I'm a well. My favorite candy of all time, which is not a trick or treating thing because they're fairly new, but white chocolate Reese's are the creme de la creme. You are so random. Yeah, but growing <laughs> like, up, why is that your favorite? Oh, it's absolutely gorgeous. I bet they have those like miniature size Halloween now. Oh, well, I'm too I'm too old to give it a risk <laughs> of going door to door and seeing if I can get one. <laughs> like trick or treat. Oh no, all right. Um, I was a. It's called Dwayne Reed, bitch. I know. 
I've been. Um, I'm a Reese's Cup stan. Yep. And growing up, I always fucked heavy with a blow pop. Fucked heavy? Yeah. Interesting choice of words. I didn't make that oh, up. Oh, blow pop? I was a Tootsie Pop gal. See, me as well, but, like, something about, like, the... the the flavors felt fruitier because it wasn't influenced by any notes of chocolate. Like, <laughs> So I would say, my top three, I would do Reese's Cup, Blow Pop, and then a Skittle of any kind. Sour Skittle, Tropical Ugh. Skittle, those little mini yes. Skittles. Because I am OCD and I sort them by flavor. Of course. Only way to do it. Of course. To really appreciate the... So the, that's like a mix of you now and a mix of you Yeah. Then? I'm, I'm pretty equally divided with like fruity candy and chocolate. In um, life? In life. Yeah, same. So uh, that's a good... And I, if I had to throw in a fourth, it's my old lady almond joy. Nothing oh, better. I love Nothing almond joy. No, a mounds is better. I don't even need the almond. No, Just I give ne- me the chocolate and the coconut. No, I need that little nutty nutty surprise. Oh my God, so oh, good. Oh, and um, oh, oh, I'm becoming bewitched. What was the <laughs> other candy I was just going to say? Oh, a Three Musketeer, chocolate covered chocolate. Oh, so good. All right, what about you? Mine... Yeah, nowadays I'm obsessed with like any sort of peanut butter cup, peanut butter and chocolate. But growing up, my older brother was like so obsessed with peanut butter and chocolate that like I always ended up like trading mine away. So that like doesn't really speak to me as a child. I would like always give them to him. So I used to be gassed up about M&M's like as a kid. I love chocolate, any kind of M&M, even as an adult, peanut butter M&M's, pretzel, the caramel ones. Something about just the chocolate, Mary. It's not enough for me. I know, but sometimes you get those tubes of mini M&M's and you just like dump the whole Uh, thing in your mouth. Literally so good. Not anymore though. I mean, I'm definitely more of a chocolate person, so any sort of, like, Twix is so good. You know what I would never buy in my own but loved getting on Halloween? 100 grand. You ever have those? I have never. Talk about an old lady candy. Those are hideous, but also, I'll one-up you a take five, motherfucker. Oh, take five. All the fucking pallets of the rainbow in there. My mother would lay her life down for a take five. And that is why I stand the shit out of your mother. (laughs) We love take five in this house. But um, I also... I'm like a whore for a nerd's rope. Nerds oh, in general. Bitch, a nerd's rope, mama. Nice. Oh, I love a nerd's rope. No. But those mini boxes of nerds that you get on oh, Halloween. Same thing. Just dump grape, the whole thing in your mouth. Pink, pink. Couldn't tell you the flavor. Just pink. No, it was pink or grape. Yep. <laughs> your only option. Oh my god, I pink loved or grape on three. One, two, three. Pink. Grape. Oh. Oh well, whoa. we were a match made in heaven. Period. Give me all your. Yeah, sack I love candy. nerds, which is literally just like sugar in a box that has crystallized. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's so disgusting. Were you a pop rocks bitch? No. Did you like that that um I auditorium? I hated sensation. it. I had like a big fear of Pop Rocks. I hated fun that feeling. Oh my God, I Just love Fun sugar. Dip. I love Fun Dip lapping that piece of chalk. <laughs> It's just like a piece Wetting of chalk. Wetting it with your spit and just swirling <laughs> that shit around and licking up the sour a sugar. chalk stick. It's a shock I don't have type 2 diabetes. Oh, I mean, truly. Same. And I said earlier in the episode, earlier in the episode, aka yesterday, that my roommates have this dense bucket of candy. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to eat really healthy. I like don't eat anything until like 2 p.m. Just have like a salad. And then I have like 15 pieces of candy. Well, you also have to tell the lovely listeners, our best friends, about your candy obsession that brought the greatest gift into my life, which are those special fall lollipops. Oh, you love them now? I've always loved them. So it brought it into your life? You were the first person to ever (gasps) give me one. Okay, well, my favorite candy, like literally of all time... Tootsie makes them, oh. and they are caramel apple lollipops. So it's a green apple lollipop covered in like a thick layer of caramel. Oh, do you say caramel or I caramel? Say caramel. See, I, I was say, just about to no, say that. I say caramel. Caramel. <laughs> caramel. Caramels. Caramel. I wouldn't. I would never. But um, okay. covered in like a 
thick, chewy layer of it. So you're sucking that lollipop and Always. it's like caramelly, caramelly. Toffee. Gorgeous. And then you get hints of the green apple. And, and, like, then oh, and what the fuck is this? It's so Sour good. delight. No, it's amazing. And they, they only make them in fall. I stock up and buy like a million bags. So I tr- I have been eating one of those every day for the last like four weeks. I will say it's really unfortunate for me to admit, but my house has become a Welch's fruit snacks for the trick-or-treaters house oh, because my mother no. is all anti-child obesity. The worst kind of I was of like, person. they're gonna egg our house. She goes, these are good and they're made with real fruit juice. I'm like, I'm gonna string you up in a <laughs> sheet like a ghost good. from our balcony. <laughs> no, trash. Nothing's worse though than pretzels. I hated getting pretzels oh, on Halloween. I would throw them like I, I remember as a kid I was dressed as like a vampire or something like fierce. <laughs> I think I was like really young and I went to one of the houses that would give out the king size chocolate bar yes. to everybody. The and governor's I, mansion. Yes. I used to roll up to and be like, "Give me some candy, Jody Rell." <laughs> <laughs> and I would. I was someone like in our neighborhood. Um, and I remember they handed it to me, and I went, oh my god, you're rich. And my dad was like, Thomas. Oh, I hope I'm rich enough to be able to give out. Oh, like, yeah. I'm excited. Even if I'm not, I'll, I'll fucking stock up for the Halloween season. Yeah, no, I'm excited to be an adult, like, with a house who hands out candy. What are some of your favorite scary or Halloween? Because I think there's a difference between Halloween movies and scary movies. I watch yes. both in the Halloween season, but they each have a very separate vibe. Yes. I do not like scary movies. I love them. I like them so- sort of like in the moment but then personal note I get like I have the weirdest craziest dreams I get literal night terrors like I have leapt out of my bed screaming and then being like what why am I standing at my closet like (laughs) I have insanely vivid dreams think I see people in my room like all the time so scary movies it does not bode well with with this mind. Yeah. But I do love like a thriller type movie, yep. like Jordan Peele's movies, like Get yep. Out, Us. I like those. Gone Girl. That's not. I would not even call that scary. But you yeah. know, like something thrillery, psychological, thriller, psychological yes. thriller, Shutter Island. Yes. That kind of thing. But Halloween movies, obviously, Hocus Pocus, oh. Thackeray Banks. Thackeray Banks could still hit. Oh my it. God. Still love him so much, and then the Halloween towns. I've still I never seen. Never. Okay, we have to watch that. Yeah. Very I soon. I haven't watched them yet this year because we have to watch all three: Halloween yeah. Town, Halloween Town High, Halloween, Halloween Town, Town Calabar's, Calabar's Revenge. Revenge. Of course. Um, but other than that, like I don't really watch like Nightmare Before Christmas or any of that other stuff. But Disney Channel used to have the best Halloween specials. That's a Raven. Of, yes. Where she turns into the cow. Yep, absolutely. So good. Haunted Mansion starring Eddie Murphy. Oh one of the scariest God. movies I've ever seen. It is really scary. I was like, wait, this is intense. Yeah, tell me about your scary movies. I love scary movies. I don't fuck really with like home invasion films because that's my biggest fear. Um, <laughs> what are home invasion films? It's films about specific. home invasions. But like what? Like The Strangers oh, or like, yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Or like however. Ugh, See, that. that's what I prefer. I can't do like Demons, gory. hereditary, oh. her head goes flying off. Like, yeah. I would see that would be ingrained in my brain hereditary, for the rest of my life. Hot take. I didn't think it was scary. I thought it was honestly hysterical. Mm-mm. And I thought Tony Collette was Angelina Jolie wearing prosthetics for half the film. And oh then my they were like, god. bitch, that's Tony Collette. And I was like, <laughs> oh my god. Um, I really fuck with a thriller. I also do love those Demon Possessions films. I think The Conjuring is such a good fucking movie. Never Have you seen ever seen that. Oh, it's it's terrifying. No, thank you. Um, did you ever get behind like a paranormal activity? No, I went through a phase in middle school where it was the cool thing to be into scary movies. So yeah. I remember I went and saw 
The Uninvited in theaters. With Emily Browning. And I literally had my eyes closed the entire time. We watched that growing up. Remember when all of a sudden the boyfriend's back snaps? Yes. Terrifying. I remember seeing a few others in theaters, watching them at friends' houses, and then like literally wanting to die. What was There was one called like Abigail's Baby, Mary's Baby. Oh no. Rosemary's Baby? Yes. Starring Mia Farrow? Perhaps. Old film. I tried to. Older film. Yes. Yeah. I tried to block it out. What was your question? I was going somewhere with this. Mm-mm. I don't think I asked you anything. Paranormal I think you activity. Just started talking. I asked you if you had seen Paranormal Activity. I think that's all I said. No, I have not. And I was going somewhere with that, but I, I have lost it. My mind tries to get me off track when thinking yeah. about scary movies. I also, my little brother and I growing up had this weird fascination with the Saw franchise. Somebody oh, check that's on what us. I was going to say. Oh. Wait, yes. So in that phase where we all watched scary movies, we watched all the Saw movies. Torture and, porn. And I actually did like that they're creative and what, what are the ones where like they get eaten by like the escalator oh final, final destination, destination. Those i love too. those i did I watch weirdly those. in my college years watch those on a lot of dates with men Ew. So well like, it's a good thing to just like turn off and then like start like, doing oh God, that nasty bitch, i was like that bitch got flayed alive in a tanning bed i'm in the mood flayed alive what was that burned a lot like you get flayed. I think actually someone told me recently that this is not how that word is used. <laughs> flayed like Bobby Flay, be Bobby Flay. I don't know. Or filleted, like give me well, that fillet of fish. I think it's the former, but I think I'm wrong. So I I would like to just move on. <laughs> Burnt alive in the tanning bed. Let's yes. Talk. Um, I do love the final. I mean, I love a creative spin. Like the Saw movies are just like so superfluously gruesome but so all the kills are so creative that I'm like okay wait this kind of slaps and it's like kind of like campy and dramatic I'm like this is hysterical there was this movie that fucked me up for decades okay I only recently and wait till you find out where I'm going with this I only recently found out what it was my older brother and I have visceral memories of watching this movie that like ruined our childhood that we knew in the movie they kept on saying like don't go to Rockville is like what we always called it because they always said don't go to Rockville don't go to Rockville in this movie and Rockville is a real place in Connecticut and my dad used to have to go there like for business and my older brother and I would freak the fuck out and be like don't go to Rockville like as kids and I vividly remember the movie being about like this guy who decapitates people and then wears their heads around. It was so scarring. And we spent years trying to figure out what that movie was. I've Googled Don't Go to Rockville movie so many times. We spent years and years and years. And then a couple years ago, we were like, oh my God, like this is a Mandela effect. Like we literally made this up. Why do both we? Of you. We were like, why do we both remember this? But then my ex boyfriend did some research because I was not well. Because I was like, Oh my god, my brother and I think we like made this up and it has really triggered us for years. My ex-boyfriend found it that night. It is a wait for it, Keenan and Kel movie. No! <laughs> called Two Heads Are Better Than None. But look it up, it is not for kids, because that is the plot line. It's this man who murders people and steals their heads, and Keenan and Kel like end up Keenan at his mansion. Like, oh no, come on, man. <laughs> and then he like is dead. So I need to watch it again. But it Do took you? us I it took us I'm not kidding, like a decade to figure out what it was. Yeah. And that forever, like I'm changed by that. I growing up always had a weird fascination with weird horror movies like Hide and Seek with fucking Dakota Fanning. Do you remember that one? No. Or like Charlie. She has like an imaginary friend who's like the ghost of her mom that like her fucking dad murdered oh, and then God. he like tries to murder all of them. 
I was a huge Dakota Fanning stan, still am. Remember those two years where she was in every film that ever came into theaters? Yes. Oh my God. She really peaked young. But um, I love like the classic horror films. Like I love a Hitchcock moment. Sure. I love um, like Scream, the original like one. Oh, the Scream calls. movies I love. Yeah, they're like campy and stupid. Yeah. Um, and then the scary movies, of course. Fucking Brenda and yes. Cindy, that's us. Oh my God. Scary movies, Halloween. Yeah, Those movies Halloween, are so good. The reboot with Jamie Lee Curtis as an adult. I'm dying I to see. Know. I haven't seen yet. Our Maybe I'll watch Queen. it literally tonight. I know our Queen. But two of my favorite, really quick, horror movies of all time, because I had to wreck my brain. There are a lot of them. I love Hush. Have you seen? No. Do you know what it is, though? No. It's a deaf woman who lives in this house alone in the woods, and some guy, like, breaks into her house and is like, I'm here, and you can't hear me, and you'll never know where I am, and he, like, hunts her the entire night, and she tries to, like, keep him out or, like, beat him in some way, but she can't hear, so she has no idea where he is. You would love that. It also reminds me of Bird Box. I never watched that. Oh, it was bad. I thought it was bad. Sorry, Sarah Pollan. It was bad. It's, Sandy Bullock. Yeah, it's Sandra Bullock. Yeah, Sarah Paulson's in it too. She dies first. Oh, she, she plays is? Sandy's sister. Mm-hmm. Oh, wouldn't know. Haven't seen it. Yeah, and that bitch from Dumplin's in it. She dies too. Which one? The main one. Oh. Okay. Period. Um, and then I love Sinister. The mm. Oh, I've heard of that. The guy who moves into the house of the murdered family. There are the tapes in the attic of all of them being... It's like a ghost possesses like, the child in the family, and then the child goes on to murder the whole family. And then, like, the set of tapes moves to, like, a different house, and, like, it's no. very demon-y. It's so mm, good, mm, though. Mm. It's, um, oh, oh, what's his name? Ethan Hawke. Is, sure. Is the lead in it. But no, thank you. I love a scary film. I do not. What I'll you... be watching Hocus Pocus for the rest of my life, which there is some sort of reboot Something's happening. happening. Bet and Kathy Najimy, who's still kicking contrary to popular belief, <laughs> and Sarah Jessica Parker were all just in their original Sanderson sisters costume, looking not too fresh, if you know what I mean. It's been a while, <laughs> but I'm dying to know what's happening. It's some fundraiser for some like um, I know humanitarian. It, I hate when event. people do that, and it's like the Zoe One One thing. Stop saying that there's like a reboot or a reunion if it's like a one night weird thing for you to make money for something. Like I don't want to see that. I yeah. want a full reboot sequel of the movie. Bring back Thackeray. Come on. Like, no. Otherwise, I don't want it. Thackeray's in heaven with his sister. He earned it. I know. He did. He got out of that cat body. Um, I do. I mean, such a special place in my heart for Miss Kathy Najimy. Oh, my God. Queen. Let's talk about Halloween costumes. Okay. What are some of the best things you ever wore as a child? What? As a child? Okay. So I'll or go adult. I'll go chronologically. Some of my f- I'm like, 24 costumes, no, no one cares. No. Um, I obviously had a flair for the feminine as a child. So obviously Mulan, Blossom from the Powerpuff Girls was a big one for me. Yes, I can picture that photo of you. Um, I, I dressed up as Pocahontas one year, which oh. like, yikes, the 90s were a weird time. <laughs> um, and then they got a little more, I was like a sorcerer, not a sorcerer, a sorcerer, wait. <laughs> I was, I was a, like, excuse me. I was a sorceress because oh. I had a blonde wig and a purple gown. Um, always a wig. Always, always a, wig. a wig. I love a wig in this house. Um, we'll post some photos on the feed if I can find them. But I have really good photos of me from Halloween. And then growing up, I mean, once I once I was out of the closet, it was just like slutoween twenty four seven. I was God. like a slutty fireman, a slut like a naked fireman, like a slutty nerd, like a. 
It was. It always had like a naked twist. Yeah. Oh, it still does. Yeah, I was like still a. Does. I was like a slutty Dalmatian in college. That was a fucking stretch. I was Danny Phantom. But then oh, that's I, a good costume. Yeah, and I was again like pretty much naked. But then when my friend came to do makeup, and I asked her to do like ghoul makeup on me, but in all the photos I just looked like really white. And then my weird flashback, hi- Mary. My weird hippie liberal college um, accused me of doing whiteface. <gasps> oh. And I said, no. wait, huh? But I love a, I mean, this Halloween, Kendall and I are going so far on the other side of the slutty spectrum. We will actually be covered like head to toe, wrist to tits. Like well, it'll be all be over. that's the thing. I also obviously went through like the slutty Halloween costume. I, I don't know how my parents allowed this to happen. I think I actually said I was going to be something else and then bought this costume in secrecy. Sophomore year of high school, I was a Hooters girl. You sure were. Wore those orange booty shorts and a Hooters tank top. Like, yeah, wow. Okay. Not a lot of parental supervision, Karen. (laughs) (laughs) No, I really don't know why that ever happened. Um, Yeah, in college, I loved to just like, I wore just like a yellow t shirt with no pants and said it was a pineapple. I love that. I love a move like that. But as I get older, I am trying to be like less slutty because I. You know, it's just like, it's, it's to me, I'm like, it's a dumb thing. Yeah. So senior year of college, I felt so bad. My roommate and I, she had a really short haircut and she's a lot shorter, shorter than me. Oh no. So she was going to be Lord Farquaad. <laughs> and I was, <laughs> I was going to be Princess Fiona, but I was babysitting that night and it went really, really late. So she was at the party all night as Lord Farquaad oh, by no. herself. <laughs> Literally that by herself. So just like. <laughs> yellow tights and the red hat just like (laughs) and everyone's like what are you I'm a a half of a group costume so ever since then when I missed Halloween that year I'm just like I don't give a fuck like I literally what what was last year like I don't think I I celebrate Halloween like I went to a bar with fangs and called myself a vampire I truly don't think I did anything like I really don't give a shit about Halloween don't I feel like adults who celebrate Halloween oh, that full throttle. I was Mary Kate like and Ashley. Oh yes, 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 yes. Like yes. at a club in denim overalls. I was like, I don't give a fuck. And my best friend Anna was full on Abigail Adams in like a petticoat. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We you have just to make fun like, of no, it. That's why this year our costume is everything I could ever want from Me Halloween too. and more. Just like absolutely making fun of myself, looking fucking hideous and, and ridiculous. towards a bit. Yes. To, get, to garter Always attention and respect. Oh, but as a, as a kid, I had some really good ones. My mom handmade all of my costumes. Of course. What a queen. So I have like a gorgeous witch costume she made. Like a leopard unitard. Carol Baskin, I'm coming for you. Yeah. I, I can picture me as Cinderella. One year, my friends and I all went as boys and it's like why did i do that yeah i wore like a backwards hat and like a jersey one year i went as a year me and my two friends just went as different european countries (laughs) so i was england and i wore like a top hat and a suit with like a and like a um what's it called something jack what's the uk flag called you're asking the wrong romper person. jack <laughs> no no idea a union jack on my back and then like my other friend was like ireland and like dressed like a leprechaun and then my other friend was like norway and like oh my god it was pretty lame that's but so funny there were some creative kids like this kid we grew up with who was my next door neighbor growing up he always also had homemade costumes but every year he was like a washing machine <laughs> like, and would come in like head to toe in a cardboard box and the teachers would be like hello like not even like a face opening 
Oh my god. <laughs> just like shuffling around in a box. Yes. Wait, that's yes. amazing. Oh my god, he was I such think an icon. Freshman year of college, I literally showed up to a party in underwear wrapped in vines and said I was like the Garden of Eden. We'll never forget the most famous. I used to love a themed party again. In my older age, I'm getting way less fun. I hate yeah. a theme. I'm like, let me show up in sweatpants. Like, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Abigail but, at the pity oh my I'm God. still on that. It's so funny. No, there was an anything but clothes party one year in college, and three of my friends wore, wait for it, lettuce? <laughs> Just saran wrapped to their body. But we were in like a tiny ass apartment, so the lettuce quickly shriveled up wilted and fell out so they were literally just wearing saran wrap on their titties like that was it naked but they wore lettuce to the party i was like we could have thought that one through a little bit more i miss parties tbt i miss being able to you know congregate in a room with more than three people i know and when we say what we're being for halloween i live with three other people and like i obviously see thomas all the time so it will be like my roommates and Thomas and we're just gonna like post up I saw that tweet and it's like are y'all still dressed up for Halloween what you what are you gonna do dress up as a vampire and post up in your kitchen it's true <laughs> like we're just gonna be like in full costume wig and all doing a bit for three people yeah I mean crazy what we were born for we'll definitely get a lot of footage and post it on the feed send us your favorite Halloween costume pictures yeah, we'll make We'd a little, love to a see little best friend portfolio. We love it. Um, your whole family's from Salem. Do you get down with the Salem Spooky Times? Oh my god, yeah. yeah. I got a little witch in me. I love it's to get so, a little witchy. It's so funny because every year, like this time of year, everyone I've ever met is like, I want to go to Salem. And everyone's in Salem every weekend. And to me, that's just like where my family lives. You're like, that's Thanksgiving, bitch. Yeah, that's where my mom grew up. I spent so much time there growing up. So to me, it's not witchy. But obviously around Halloween, it gets so insane. It is so fun to go. So I love a haunted house. While I hate scary movies, I love a haunted house because I was born practically in a haunted house. Like walking through those things at age six, like I love any sort of haunted house. They're obviously the best in Salem, but of Lake Compounds, Fright Fest, grew up going there no. every year. Even like the full season Lake Compounds, like Haunted House with the man that came out every hour and he's like, come to the Haunted House. Yes. I would like have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> no, see that I love because I, don't do I jump just... jump scares well. Oh my God, I just scream at the top of my lungs the entire time. Oh my God. Those I love. When I was at Penn State, the School of Theater did like a Haunted House that was really impressive, but it was also all of my friends. Oh, and I was that? still terrified Still? I like couldn't move because I don't like jump scares I don't like like oh yeah and so people would like you would hate did you ever go to the one at like compounds oh never in because my that one takes like an life. hour and a half yeah, to walk nope, through couldn't pay me could not pay me oh, I'd, I'd throw hands I'd I get in trouble <laughs> I'd be like um fucking Ellen's writer Amy in walking through those haunted houses just I like screaming those I know me too well, see I like a haunted house like that and the like compounds ones were always good the Salem ones were always indoors because it's like sort of in, like, the downtown yeah. center of town. But at, like, compounds, you're, like, inside a house. Then you're, like, out in a pumpkin patch. Then you're in, like, a meat shop. It's crazy. But there are so many things. I've never done the ones that are, like, a hayride, like, literally in the woods. That would scare the shit out of me. Because you could so easily be taken. Oh, you could easily be a real murderer. I'm like, a real murderer is not going to, like, be in the, like, compound you, line, you know? Too bad that I worked at Six Flags too late in life to be a part know, of their really fright fest. Our, should we just, like, wander New York dressed as zombies and be like, you're in a haunted house, play along. <laughs> Seriously, people in New York would love that, I think. 
just bring some zest back into everyone's life. Exactly. Yeah, I do not fuck with the haunted house. I hate jump scares. Even if you're my like dearest friend, fucking do not jump out of a closet oh, and scare me. I'm the jumpiest person ever. If I'm trying to like walk into a public restroom and I go to open the door and someone opens the door from the inside at the same time, I will scream at the top of my lungs. So I don't know why I like haunted houses, but I really do. You're the like, rush. There's a ghost in Port Authority women's bathroom. <laughs> The rush that that gives me. I love. We love it. Well, happy Halloween to everybody. Celebrate safely. Obviously, abide by COVID rules. We're not yeah. looking for no kind of spooky spike in this city. Spooky, spiky, super spreader event. <laughs> we don't want that. Do a little Zoom Halloween party. Yeah, seriously. Choo-choo! Welcome aboard the Spooky Hot Mess Express! I don't know why that was the voice. It's a haunted train ride. Straight to hell. Send us to hell. Send me to hell. We're gonna do some Halloween-themed Hot Mess Express stories this week. Again, a gentle yet fervent reminder. Please submit us your Hot Mess Express stories. We want to read them, and we are running out and they will be anonymous. We will leave them all anonymous. No one will ever, ever know. I just said anonymous. Anonymous? A great potential idea for a mint startup. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark that shit. Anonymous. Why don't you go first? Sure. What's your Halloween story? So, uh, Halloween always seems to be like the deepest blackout of the year for me in my younger years. Mm. Obviously. Obvious. There are costumes involved. Everyone's looking to have a fun time, get spooky. I did one Halloween at a state school. Very scary. Um, But this was my freshman year in Boston. And for Halloween, I had been hanging out with my so lame, so pitch perfect of me, my like acapella group only, like all the time. And I was like, I'm going to go to a huge freshman like rager, like they're making jungle juice. It's called the Treehouse. It's in Austin. Let's go. I took our dear friend with me because he went to another school and I was like, we're going to go to this party. It's going to be great. Blah, blah, blah. Then my friend, who would then turn to be my guitar pick giving lover. Oh, never um, forget that guitar pick. Broke up with his boyfriend and was super sad. And I was like, oh, let's just go to like a fucking, let's go to like a school of theater party. Why not? Who cares? But we were all kind of last minute. A school of theater party. Like, yeah, like a theater department mostly. Oh. the people. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I was like, let's not go all the way out to Austin. Let's just like stay nearby, go to someone's apartment, get drunk. It'll be fun. So it was me and three of my friends. And the costumes were very odd. So this one guy who was like super sad didn't have a costume planned. So I gave him a pink hat. He said he was Timmy Turner. I left him (laughs) alone. I was, of course, a naked fucking firefighter. Sure. So just like jean, booty short, cutoffs, red suspenders, hat. And in every photo, because the drunker I got, I kept forgetting I would do this. I would like bite my lip and try and be sexy. But my eyes were all askew. So I was like, yeah, that literally was me. Our friend wore a black T-shirt covered in stamps and said he was wait for it blackmail oh that's funny and I was like okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then my friend just had this gorgeous romper and we bought her a fucking mask a la Cinderella story and it was black and we said she was a shadow let's move on love it so it was in it was in my fireball phase of college where Ugh. I like drank fireball like water thank and god I just... had that phase in high school yeah and it was also how could I fucking forget it was also our friend's phase of college where he would get five dollar bottles of wine from the liquor store around the corner he'd bring like one for each of us that we would drink at the pregame like oh i love doing that yeah so we pregamed we walked across town to go to this halloween party and there were just like so many people there and there were so many fights breaking out left and right because of course the theater kids are all just like so dramatic so it was like the four of us sitting in the corner like bopping around then one of my friends a senior comes for my blackmail friend and my blackmail friend is i remember this story is blacked beyond <laughs> reprehension because uh, he had drinking like 
Drinking. He had drunk too. <laughs> he drank? Had, he had drink, a, drank, drunk. Drunk, drunk. <laughs> He had, he had had two bottles of wine at the pregame and everyone just like loved to get this kid blacked out because famously he would just get so blacked, wake up in the morning, no memory, no hangover. Everyone thought it was funny. I thought it was treacherous. Mood. I do the same. Yeah. Um, so everyone was handing him like black label whiskey and just like all this, all this different alcohol. I'm like, this alcohol. sounds abusive. It was a touch. And then all of a sudden the senior girl just grabs him and starts kissing him. And we're all like, never. And so then all of a sudden he disappears. And I go, now where the fuck is blackmail? I can't find him (laughs) anywhere. Meanwhile, I was drinking like limeade and honey Jack Daniels. Like, I don't know who I was. So there are more fights breaking out of the party. And I go searching for blackmail because he's been gone for a very long time. And my sweet senior friend is like, has him on the bed lying on top of him and he's just kind of limp but they're like making out and I was like oh I'm just gonna I'm gonna take him and she's like no no he's fine and homeboy cannot stand and cannot speak but as we know this blackout friend he just like smiles when he's black so he's just like can't really stand I was like no no I'm gonna take him he's too drunk and she's like no leave him and I was like no no I'm gonna take him so I take him I turn my back for one second she like grabs him again and they disappear. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. And then he stumbles out, I don't know how, and grabs our other friend, the shadow. Keep up. <laughs> and he hasn't spoken for hours because he's so blacked. And he just goes, you have to get me out of here. She's insane. And we were like, <laughs> okay, time to go. <laughs> then we go outside. Oh, Timmy Turner and I are like fucking chugging Jack Daniel's honey, making out like in the alley. I'm like, oh, you'll ruin my life later. Let's do it. <laughs> And then we get into a cab, go home. Blackmail and I go to sleep on the couch, and then Shadow and Timmy Turner are, like, in the bed together. But I was like, wait, Timmy Turner and I just kissed. Maybe I'll go to sleep next to him. Timmy Turner. So it's the three of us in the bed, and all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, like a sitcom, the bed just snaps and goes askew, <laughs> and we all just roll towards the wall on <laughs> each other. And then, this is the fucking piece de resistance. I didn't use that correctly. I was like, this, the what? This man walks into the room and gets into bed with us. Which man? A random man. <laughs> Wait, whose house were you in? Timmy Turner's. And blackmail was there too? Yeah, asleep on the couch. Sound asleep. Oh my god. A random man comes into our bed and just lays on top of us, <laughs> and I am the only one awake, and I just go, Hello? <laughs> and he goes, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Is this Mark's room? And I went, No. He goes, Does Mark live here? I went, No. Stranger rolls himself out of our broken ass bed and is like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And like runs out of the apartment and I'm like, Timmy Turner, you might want to lock your fucking door. Oh my god. A random man just crawled into bed with us. Is this Mark's room? Um, no. That's so funny. And then I had a hangover for like three days. God, hangovers. Haven't had one of those in a long time because I haven't been binge drinking like I normally do. Yeah, I have been and it's been rough. But (laughs) anyway, times are dark. They are. Where's your spooky ticket? Well, before I get into my spooky ticket, I just re- remembered that one time in high school, I was trying to do a couple's costume with my boyfriend at the time who, like, just never cooperated on that kind of stuff. That tracks. And I was like, come on, let's be, like, Little Red Riding Hood and you can, like, be the wolf. And he insisted on I was Little Red and he was the color red. <laughs> So I was like, I fucking hate your ass. You <laughs> wear just like a red t-shirt. Yes, and then he like said he was a stop sign or something. He like put some tape on it. I don't know the shit I put up with that man for I fucking know, I can't five you years. I remember that little red costume. Yeah, horrifying. Yeah, horrifying. Anyway, funny enough, my 
Halloween hot mess story also involves blackmail. Black <laughs> Except not really, other than he, he was, was there. present for this event. Oh, I'm so sorry. I also have to say, he woke up in the morning, like cracked a beer, of course, no hangover, with stamps just all over his face. He was like, what's good? <laughs> I and love it. I was it. like, blackmail. Um, Got some postage on that forehead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my hot mess story is like, very quick. It's not as lengthy as that because it involves a blackout. So mm-hmm. I don't remember anything. I just know that I was dressed up as a pineapple, ready to go. My roommate was a strawberry. Um, my roommate was still Lord Farquaad. <laughs> no, she was a strawberry at that time. My one friend was there who was like a cat. He just wore like a black shirt and whiskers and black male came and was in like jeans and a soccer jersey. And we were like, that'll do. <laughs> so... I just remember being at the pregame and then coming out of my blackout and being like, all right, y'all, let's go to the party. And they're like, bitch, we were just at the party for three hours. (laughs) And in my mind, I had never left my couch. I was in the same spot. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my my God, I don't believe this. Oh, my God. I came out of the blackout to blackmail being like, you peed in the street. And I was like, wait, what? We already left. And they were like, I'm we got up here in the street. There's a bathroom right here. And they were like, no, we were fully outside. But I actually then, you know, oh, I just whistled. Anyway, it all it all started coming back very slowly. Um, in New York, you know, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. I've peed in the street way more than I would like to admit. Right. I have done it so many times, like in meatpacking districts, specifically outside of Brass Monkey, because that line is so fucking long. You just, like, pee in between two cars. We all do it. Yeah. But this was, like, one of the first times I peed in the street, and I was dressed like a pineapple with a loofah on top of my head. And I just went down into, like, someone's basement entryway and just peed with all these people looking at me. You got that video still? Yeah. You want to throw it on the feed? No. Okay. (laughs) All right. Definitely not, but if you want to ask me and I will text it to you. Yeah. Public domain, we don't fucking think so. Yeah, but peeing in the street dressed as a pineapple, it was it was an iconic There's moment. Not much more to say. And just thinking that I had, we were ready to go. I was ready to go out, and they were like, we were already out for three hours, and I was like, mm-hmm, good talk, good talk. Well, anyway, stay spooky, motherfuckers. That concludes our um, spooky Halloween episode of Airbabe Frank. Airbabe baby. Thank you for tuning in, Airbabe Frank. <laughs> We really got to get a lawyer involved. Josh Richards and Dave Portnoy are coming for our fucking gig. And their podcast is good. They're like spilling the tea. About what? About like Sway the Sway House? House and Addison Ray And like oh, Bryce Hall was just on. Bleep. Addison, Addison Ray. Ray. A little shot of the baddest. Anyway. Thank love you, for you guys. Listening. Thank you for putting up with our two-day recording sesh. We will not see you next week. Yeah, unfortunately. Send me thoughts and prayers as I venture to Minnesota because there's fully snow on the ground oh and God. I'm not prepared for that. Don't even have a winter coat. No, I really don't. But you know, it'll be fine. Best of luck to Bendy. Um, as always, follow us on the IG at Best Friend underscore Podcast at Kent underscore Edwards at T Dolge. And we will talk to you real soon. Real, real soon. Happy Halloween. Stay safe and don't be spreading that COVID. None of that spooky spike. uh, What's it called? Spooky super spreader event. Spooky super. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.